Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Tuesday, October 4, 2022. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? We have a lot of stuff on the docket. You better get out your sticky notes. We're going to talk about targets. Where could this market be going on the upside? And more importantly, why? Meaning, where did I derive the numbers from? I'm going to show you tonight a little secret that I have in my back pocket. We're going to talk about something from a bigger picture perspective. We're going to talk about cycles. What's important coming up in the month of October? You like cycles? I'm going to give you a cycle. There's a whole host of other things, but for now, let's first take a look at what's jumping off the page on the daily chart, and we'll work upward and downward from there. So as you can see, we have one of our famous Shannon tail candles. What's a Shannon tail candle? It's right here. It's on today's candle on the daily chart, but what you'll notice is it goes all the way down to the gap left open from yesterday, but the market wasn't really down there at all today, so we call it a shenanigans tail candle. Therefore, I'm going to explain, because I got a lot of questions on this today through email, and I appreciate folks pointing it out, and rest assured, if there's a shenanigans tail candle on the chart, more often than not, I'm going to see it. You don't have to point it out to me, but I do appreciate the effort. So while we're on the topic, let's just discuss how we handle these things, how we read them, what they're used for, all that stuff. So we go back to the one that showed up either in January, maybe even December of 2021. Somewhere in that ballpark, there was a huge shenanigans tail candle from the highs when the market was at the highs, and we'll go back to the weekly chart, and it was all the way down to something that was reached as a target. What was the low here? I think that was at 362. I think the Shannon tail candle then was down to about 365 or something in that neighborhood, and it took a long time. It took months and months and months for them to get down there, but they finally got down there. Why do I bring that up? Because the fact that a Shannon tail candle wound up on the chart today doesn't mean directly that it's going to be down at that price tomorrow. We have no idea when it's going to retreat back to fill that gap. They could go a whole lot higher first and come back down later. And the way we use the Shannon tail candles is this. If the market is headed to a specific destination, or at least it's getting close, and we know once price gets close to a specific destination, they act magnetic, they pull price in, these Shannon tail candles are one of those magnetic things, as is a gap. So there's technically a gap there, and yesterday's closing price was 366.61. So that is a gap. It's an open gap. Forget about the Shannon tail candle. So when the market, if the market is headed down in that direction, then we know there's a high probability that they're going to end up filling that gap. Doesn't mean they'll bounce off of it. Doesn't mean they'll keep going. It's just satisfying the open objective or unfinished business, as I like to say. And in this case, the Shannon tail candle would be unfinished business or business to be conducted later. There's directly nothing we can do with that information, even though it's on the chart. There's nothing we can do with it today. It doesn't mean the market's coming down tomorrow. 
Now let's focus our attention to where might they be going as long as the rally is going to continue. Where is the target? Where is the area that we're going to start looking for another market turn? Well, there's actually two, and believe it or not, this time it's a pretty wide area, and I'm going to explain why in a few moments, but let's get to the numbers and explanation of where these numbers come from, and then I'm going to tie it together with a little bow at the end. Right now, the market's headed for the 20-period moving average. It's home base, it's attractive, it's magnetic, the market is going to be pulled into the 20-period moving average. Doesn't mean they have to stop there. So we look to the left and we say, well, what else is going on above or around that 20-period moving average? Well, we know we have a big breakdown candle, so we're going to focus on that. They're already inside this breakdown candle. They're working their way into the breakdown candle. So above the 20-period moving average, we have the vicinity of the highs of the breakdown candle. So let's just get a number out on the screen. The high is 389. That doesn't mean they're going to get to the high. So we'll say somewhere between 385, 386, and 389. We'll just call it the upper 20, 25% of the candle in that neighborhood. That's just a general rule where the market will be attracted to, meaning they don't have to get to the top. But once they get into that top 20% or so, we're saying they're running a test in the vicinity of the high of the breakdown candle. And guess what? This is part art, part science. That's really the part art form, if you will, of the whole deal. We're going to use 385 as a benchmark, and here's another reason why. We know, again, looking to the left of where current price is, we know in here the market spent a little bit of time, not too much time, a few days eating time off the clock before they collapsed one more time. So what the market is really doing is what? And you guessed it. They're on their way to run a test of a former breakdown area. And that area comes in somewhere around 385, 386, 387, 388, in that neighborhood. You see why this area is so important. But wait, there's more. When building a full stack type of situation, we want many, many reasons why there can be some kind of confluence of price. So we have a former breakdown area. We have the vicinity of the high of a breakdown candle. That's two items. What about a garden variety retracement? And by the way, before we even get to that, a spike of the 20-period moving average is another item. What if I move this line up from 385 to 385.57? What does that do? Well, it puts us at a garden variety 382 Fibonacci retracement. That's another item. What are we on? Four? So that being the case, we've got four items to create a full stack. Do we expect the market to just blow through there like a hot knife through butter? And the answer is, no, we don't. Stay with me. There's a method to the madness. And oh, by the way, but wait, there's still more. Now I want to focus your attention to this simple spreadsheet. I'm going to explain real quick what it is. I don't want to confuse the issue or confuse anybody. It's pretty simple. It just looks like a lot of numbers, but it's really not. So pivot high and pivot low. This is where we derive the points in which we do the Fibonacci retracements, for example. So for example, 431.73 and 357.04 are the pivot highs and lows that I've used. So the pivot high here, 431.73, and the pivot low from the other day, 357.04. Now this is something I teach in the course, not with this spreadsheet, but by hand, 
what happens is you go from high to low or low to high depending on where the retracement is coming from. In this case, we're retracing a portion of the move that went down back up. So we're going from high to low. Let me explain using the chart. I'll do the rough thing, it won't be exact. We go from high down to low and the retracement is a portion of the move. So a 382 retracement is in that 385 camp. Stay with me, there's a method to the madness. So we come over here and this is the high to low column. 385.57 is where I got that number from. So here's the thing. That's basically the calculation to my, as I like to call it, calculator numbers. They're not the same as the FIB retracements. And when I have a number that comes out pretty much on the mark with those other numbers and a whole host of other reasons why, that's where we get the full stack from. And therein lies the reason 385, 386, that general area is going to be extremely, and I want to emphasize extremely important. First, it becomes magnetic, price gets drawn in, and then all of a sudden, a decision has to be made. Are they going to blow through it after either pulling back or running time off the clock, going sideways for a while? That's possible, and then there's another number above, and a whole nother reason with the same type of full stack information. That's what I was talking about that zone before. We're not going to worry about that. We're not going to worry about the next number and the top end of the zone tonight. It's not really important. They're not going to blow through 385, 386, give or take, in the next day or so. They may get there in the next day or so. Blowing through is not necessarily on the table. Could happen. It's in the less than 20% camp of the 80-20 rule. Still, but wait, there's more. All of a sudden, we have a trend line. All of a sudden... We have an area that, depending on when price gets there, could intersect with either this 385 and change area, or maybe slightly higher. Maybe it's the high of the breakdown candle. Maybe it's another number above. Either way, it depends on when. And that's another reason why time is more important than price. Not all the time does it matter that there's a trend line, but when there is, and it's close by, and it intersects with an important price, then time is important in this particular case. So what are we saying? We're saying this is a bear market rally. It's a bounce and a downtrend. And let me remind you, we have a couple of things going on. We had a pretty decent, large head and shoulders pattern that has not completed yet. The completion is down around that 340 area. 342, 343, whatever it was, it's lower than we've been already. We've got unfinished business below the low from Friday. Looking at the volume, the volume on Friday was good. It was good volume. We got a reversal of sorts on Monday, not of sorts, we got a reversal on Monday, but that wasn't capitulation volume, and that's okay. We don't have to have it. We'll know it when we see it. This is a bounce in a downtrend. Now, the other goodie for tonight, before I even get to that other goodie, how would you like access, and I'm not saying it's free access, no way, no how. I'm just saying, and I'm not sure how I'm going to do it yet. How would you like access to that spreadsheet having the numbers? And it's not just access. I would put together a whole thing on explaining how it's used and similar to how we just went through that whole scenario and putting the number as one of the components. The number by itself 
isn't necessarily a trade opportunity, but the number can solidify a trade opportunity. Put it this way, a lot of the numbers that I talk about come right out of that. Like when I'm telling you, hey, a number's really important, this is a big time number, all that stuff, it's one of those numbers, no question about it. All right, let's get on to the other thing that I wanted to discuss, which is cycles. A little bit different twist in tonight's video, a little more esoteric stuff. I like that word. Sounds sophisticated, even though I'm not. All right, now on to the cycles. Now, this is serious business, so no smiling. Cycles is another art form, and there are many, many cycles for many, many different reasons. They don't always have to do with numbers. There are cycles for just about everything, because everything is interconnected in the world. I've discussed 60 as an important cycle before, so take my word for it on this discussion, 60 is a very important cycle. Now I wanna turn our attention to what's going on in the news. We have issues with the Ukraine and Russia that are accelerating, they are escalating. The media is discussing nuclear stuff. It's not a good discussion, nobody wins, and I can't help but notice where we are in time during this discussion. We're in October, exactly 60 years after the Cuban Missile Crisis, with none other than who? Russia. There are no accidents or coincidences. 60 years ago this month, the Cuban Missile Crisis was upon us, I believe, between October 16th and October 29th, was really the entire culmination of that event. Now that doesn't mean something will or will not happen this year, this month, all that stuff. What it does mean is you must have the awareness that these things are no coincidences, no accidences. I'm not saying hide under the desk. I'm not saying wear a tinfoil hat. All I'm saying is it's a 60 year cycle and it's the same shit going on. How do you like them apples? Inside the numbers, I took a lot of time to explain a lot of other things today, so I'm not gonna do that with inside the numbers. Basically, it was a gap and go. You saw the market, you know the result. So what I'm gonna do is scroll through the notes because I do wanna get them on record. What I urge you to do is read the notes, go back to the chart and double check the work. On these gap and go days, the opportunity gets taken from the traders. There's not a lot to do because the market is in float mode we have a loss of volatility. There were no stocks on the move today, nothing even remotely close to a tradable opportunity from what I can see. And so you take a day like today and you move on and you come back tomorrow, it's no big deal. What about Camp IWM? Nice big healthy update for Camp IWM, almost up 4% today, still leading the charge. Are they gonna run a test of the underside of that trend line? And by the way, if they do and they fail, they're gonna come down, obviously. That's part and parcel to what a failure is. But here's really what I wanted to say. If they get above and they start closing candles above, it's all another ball game. That goes for any head and shoulders pattern. That would be a failure. They get back above the neckline, whether or not they completed the target, doesn't matter. That's a failure, it's off the table. Meaning failure of the head and shoulders pattern. But here you can see the same general area here. This is akin to the number we just talked about in the SPY. There's a 100 period moving average, a fat round number of 180 up there. So you can see, and, a, and a, by the way, 
a breakdown candle high, the same breakdown candle high that we just discussed in the spider. So you can see why there's the similar resistance area that's also magnetic drawing price in up in this neighborhood. Keep in mind, it's all the same market. If they're all gonna get a lift higher, then they're all gonna get a lift higher. If they're gonna open the trap door and they're all gonna fall through, then they're all gonna fall through. The IWM is not gonna be up 4% while the SPY is down 3.5% the same day. Doesn't work like that. About our canary in the coal mine, the folks down at the transportation department, running into, ahead of the power curve of other markets, mind you, running into already the 20-period moving average, home base, the breakdown area, we'll call it the mini breakdown box, up almost 4% today, tremendous day. This was a relief rally day. This was a short squeeze day. This was a pie-in-the-face day. About the Q people, and by the way, I'll give a little intermission. I get emails on days like today for traders that were short the market, for example, over the weekend. They bought the idea that the market was going to crash, they shorted the market last week, and then they got issued a pie in the face this week, and more importantly, a conveyor belt of pies in the face. But somehow, some way, and these aren't even people that are members of Inside the Numbers, the Swing Trading Service, anything. These are just people, because I looked them up. These are people that only have an email address with me, they watch the videos, and then they blame me for getting a pie in the face. It's classic. How many times last week did I say we were looking for a low? Short-term low, turning point, interim low, bounce operation, all that stuff. We said it probably every day last week, multiple times. Yet somehow, traders still find their way to do the opposite, probably on somebody else's work, and then they blame me. Don't worry, I collect those emails, they go on the wall of shame. Nevertheless, Q people, 20 period moving average, same breakdown candle, same breakdown area, same scenario. That's where they're headed, 286, maybe they get up to 290 in that neighborhood. By the way, just so you know, expect the unexpected. So let's just say, and this goes for all the markets, let's say they do the thing where they go up and then they start back down. Keep in mind, when they start back down, if they start back down, everybody will think that's it, it's another lower high, they're gonna collapse again, they'll short the market, and then what they do is, they put in one of these ABC routines. A leg up, B is the pullback, and then C completes above the high of the A leg, and then they make another attempt for a higher number, maybe into these moving averages, and then they fall away from there. So you don't know that that will happen, but we have to understand that that does happen. The market's always gonna do the thing that you have no idea it's gonna do, you don't expect it's gonna do, you can't believe it's gonna do, all that stuff. That's exactly what it's gonna do. Nice big day for the financials into the 20 period moving average, same routine. Their breakdown area is higher. You can see where the high vicinity of this breakdown candle is, and it comes in right around these moving averages, maybe a little below it. So we're gonna say 33 to 33 and a half is the target for the XLF on the upside. Smash Mouth, same routine. They're already into their 20 period moving average and the most recent breakdown area. So if everything's gonna get a lift for another couple of days, another day of rally, maybe even more, they could potentially try and test 207, maybe even 210, the SMH can, Mr. and Mrs. Smash Mouth. If I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you, without you, these videos aren't even possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost. 
my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.